the words of the legendary Lou Gellerman. Hello, dog fans, and welcome to the Sound the Siren podcast, because everything matters, including B1G, 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 can't you see your media deals? Just hypnotize me. Um, I am your host, Hooligan7. <laughs> uh, I'm joined tonight uh, for a, a happy hour slash food fight podcast uh, by Pie God, uh, Big Hood, uh, Mama Jamma and DJ, how are you gents doing this evening? I'm good. Awesome, awesome. Great. Uh, well, good, without good, further ado, and before we get into the topics of, uh, we will of course cover stupid tweets. We're going to talk uh, probably a fair bit about realignment uh, and have a good food fight covering uh, the topic of the best tailgate foods and beverages. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and crack one myself right now. A uh, little sneak preview of my thoughts, uh, and I'll, I'll, I'll lead off with beverages of choice, and uh, I've got a Rainier Tallboy. And some high-quality nice. H2O. Oh. By God, how about you, sir? <laughs> well, I've got a, a, a gin and tonic, um, and, and following the theme, based on your recommendation, it's a little Rainier gin, baby. So nice. we're keeping it's... it with the vitamin R theme. Let's right. go. You're welcome. You're welcome <laughs> for that recommendation. <laughs> I'm so humble. <laughs> Hood, what do you Good got man. to answer? I see the little lime. I see the little lime too, by God, I see you. Uh, man, not alcoholic beverage. I'm back at it. You know, nice. I still got my H2O, but I got my sweet tea, you know, on a nice summer day. Don't got my vitamin R, yeah. but I'm, I'm, I'm uh, you know, it's it's fall camp for me. I got to get ready to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, training camp for you too. Yeah, this is yep. training. Get them organs ready. <laughs> got to got to be ready for that. First uh, Mama Gemma, what do you what do you have for a beverage this evening, sir? Um, in honor of the uh, first Pac-12 Domino to drop, <laughs> I am drinking a blue boy. Going buff wild. <laughs> DJ, how about you? <laughs> nice. I got myself so, a Moscow Mule. Nice. All right, nice. I saw that so, uh, I was like, no, he did. That's DJ yeah. and Pie God are representing <laughs> the, the fancy wing of the, the podcast this evening. <laughs> that the, the takes effort to mix. <laughs> Contingent. <laughs> <laughs> it does, yeah. That's right. <laughs> All right, well, well, let's go ahead and move right into uh, to stupid tweets. Uh, who's got some? Oof, man, it was a target target rich environment uh, past couple weeks. But I, there's so many. I mean, one, this, this dude, I'm picking him because he actually changed his name because I think he he got roasted a lot. But uh, he was the one that was was rationalizing that UW did not have a national championship um, because we didn't win a championship <laughs> game. We, uh, we have a pole trophy. So basically every national championship um, pre-2014 pre playoff era is defunct. Or B BCS 1998, right? Um, so I'm sure that's news to a lot of uh, Blue Blood programs. Uh, but shout out to now his name is uh, Steve yeah, Butnick. I, I, so, I'm really looking to forward go. to uh, when oh. Oregon fans <laughs> try and 
bring that rationale to the Big Ten and to fan, you know Nebraska fans tell like Michigan fans that anything prior to their '97 title doesn't count. Uh, Ohio State's previous championships doesn't count. Archie Griffin's Heisman's yeah that didn't happen. You know they don't count because there wasn't a championship game. Yeah. Good that good luck with that one, duckies. Uh, so I got I got some uh, I don't know if you saw uh, Dog Two Hundred Six kind of did a little research thing about the uh, yeah quote that unquote, got mentioned when we... days. Then it was just it was just anything anything that those guys and of course our our buddy Doug Scott responded to him and said you know leather helmet days weren't meant to be taken literally and and and. Uh, and talk to us, he's come back. It was it was a hundred percent literal. <laughs> and it said, it "Goes it, yeah. his, I, I'm I'm more of a highlighting the response to the stupid tweet." He just said it was a hundred percent meant to be taken literally, and you're shocked that it didn't yield the desired result. <laughs> Basically, checking his math. <laughs> Shout out to Dog Two Six because he literally he did like a research paper on leather helmet Dude, history. Yeah. You yeah, dub. He I up. mean, he he went deep into this. Hashtag, hashtag academic prowess. <laughs> That's right. Hey, Good, on, you got see? one. Uh, yeah, man, I got to pick on these guys. Uh, these guys have been relatively obnoxious lately. Um, but some beef fans, man. Um, I got Beav 3.0 bonding uh, oh, a J-Cap yeah. today saying uh, UW is going to be consistently 7-5 and five in the Big Ten. That's loading right now. And it's like, bro, you ain't even going to be in a power conference, man. You, you should probably be quiet. Um, and then secondarily, you got another one, Digital Dam, saying there isn't a deeper quarterback room <laughs> in the conference right now than Oregon State. Oh. All right, Man, you, you can have it, man. I, I don't know what to say, but you can have that. Yeah, they've been they've been on one lately. I don't know what it is, but now they're getting left behind. So last lap, there was a great. I can't remember. They hooked up to that DJ. They, uh, there was a great tweet about that. It's uh, I don't remember who, who put it out there about like, congratulations, Oregon State. You've won the first had a ten win season for the first time in over a decade. What do I win? An invitation to the Mountain West. <laughs> Yeah, I uh, get to dominate. Uh, I hate to to put this one out there, but I it, it definitely is a, a it, it's a Husky fan that should know better. Um, this one goes to to our buddy Mike Martin Howlin Husky, uh, who replied to a with all the stel- a tweet about wow. uh, highlighting the stellar throwback <laughs> helmets uh, of the Buccaneers, Seahawks, Vikings, and Browns. Uh, who do you think has the best helmet? And oh. Mike picked the creamsicle Buccaneers over the the beautiful Seaver Seahawk silver Mike, sorry, Mike, but that's just, that's either a stupid tweet or just a really bad take, my friend. I wasn't sure which Mike Martin tweet you were going to say. Yeah, I know. That, that one he had today with the picture. Of the, like, Mike's got those superpower binoculars watching that. practice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, I got two. I can't figure out which one I'm going to do. Uh, I'm just going to – I'm going to go with the one. You, you sent it to us, uh, Hooligan. Yep. Chrissy Freud? Yeah. I don't know who that is. 
says, I truly would never understand why Mike Penix Jr. is ranked highly as he is. Issues with the, within the lower body mechanics and footwork with a ton of to prove after being injury prone for the better part of his career. Ah, whatever. But like, then she says, I get the raw traits and appearance ceiling argument, but not a lot to love. And I believe she's a Mississippi State immediately. fan because while, like, while my end, rest in okay. peace to the pirate. Because Mississippi State with Mike Leach, I mean, he, they're great pro quarterback. It's a great pro quarterback development system. That's why the air raid quarterbacks have done so well in the pros. Yeah. I think she <laughs> helps cover Tulane. She, she lives in New Orleans, but somebody, I wish I could remember who said it, said, hey, he's a he's a lefty. You got to... You got a mirror image of him, and then it's mechanics to look right to you. <laughs> yeah, that was good. That was good. <laughs> it might have been Squints. That, that would that would. I think Squints. Yeah, might it might have. Been. Yeah, I think it was actually. That's yeah. a good call. We yeah. know how. Yeah, we know how Squints uh, down with the class. Uh, <laughs> basically, I think uh, this next one appears in this segment every time we do it. Uh, uh, it's uh, at Ryan Show. Uh, in response to Oregon women's basketball hiring Trey Simmons as an, as an assistant coach, uh, UW basketball in a bad place, and this just piles on. Um, Ryan, UW women's basketball ended <clears throat> Oregon women's basketball's season. Um, by the way, you could also remind me of which program has had a litany of transfers out over the last couple of years, including somebody that was portaled in, was there for maybe about two months, and portaled back out again. Dipped out. Pie God, Hood, you got any more? I've got a couple more that, that we can uh, laugh at. Um, it's not really like a laugh, laughy one. Um, done picking on the beeves, but I kind of took a little bit of an issue with PFF rating. They did like the top 50 players or whatnot. And they had Rome like 32nd. And I was just like, there's not that many better players in the country. And the other two receivers are both top 20. So it's like, hmm, that's pretty odd to have Rome that far down, 32nd. Uh, I didn't like that at all. But they, they're, they're used to yeah. doing stupid stuff. So They had uh, Penix and uh, Trice yeah. top, top 17 or 18. Yeah. I'll give him credit. He's in this instance, he's been right on a lot of things, but this tweet in particular was uh, shooting his mouth off a little too far. And that's at Jason Shear. Um, or saying respectfully, Washington state and Oregon state aren't attractive enough for full big 12 shares. That part's true. Stanford and Cal don't even know they have athletic departments. Think elsewhere. Mind you, Jason Shear is a beat writer and an Arizona fan. Um, <laughs> partially true in that Cal might forget that they have an athletic department. Um, there aren't very many athletic departments in the country that have more national championships across all sports than Stanford. So as an Arizona fan, you probably don't. And just re and, and particularly given your program just remembered it had a football team. Probably don't want to pop off like that. <laughs> all right, I, I got another one. This one's from... Uh... Fight on Rust, Rusty, Arrogant Nation. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Never thought I'd see the day where Colorado oh, was a bigger brand than Oregon and Washington. <laughs> uh, yeah. Trolling. That was bad. That's what Rusty does. It's yeah. just a, 
he's better at it than <laughs> a number of people, but some of the time it's uh, tweeting checks his body can't cash or I don't know how to <laughs> fix that or paraphrase the end of that. Yeah. Do we count Lanyard's comments as a stupid tweet? <laughs> Lanyard's comments about Colorado? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he, that was crazy to hear a but head coach pop off that's like that. Where... <laughs> he wasn't wrong, but... He, he was right. <laughs> oh, Lanyard, yeah, that was wild. That was... Yeah, right. he just the funny part is about like it. yeah, try to remember how long you've coached in this league, Coach, coach Lanning. Uh, oh wait, that's a year, and you lost by couldn't stop Oregon State from running the ball like, okay, nineteen times in a row to come back and beat you. Um, I do enjoy some of the, the B memes. Uh, my final one is uh, at Sporting News. Oh, the Seattle Rushmore. No argue, no arguments with Griffey. Oh, there's yeah. a debate to be had about Ichiro. Um, if you don't have Subert on your Seattle Rushmore, you're out to lunch. <laughs> She's the best point guard that's point has the best point guard that sport has ever seen in in terms of accomplishment. But Russell Wilson, no, no. Yeah, was was a tough beat. Recency uh, bias. That ain't even reasons he buys. That's just not knowing Seattle sports. My, you know, I just have I haven't stopped thinking about this tweet just because it, it it made me laugh. It's from Connor, and it's a little just a little Barney Rubble scratching his head in confusion. And this is right after uh, Home Field did their organ drop, and the the tweet was Home Field when most of the organ orders shipped to Florida, and it was. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the other thing that was confusing to me about home field is that, like, they actually went back into the the Oregon, you know, as they do a great job of. They they go back into the vault. A lot of those designs were from times before the Ducks admit that college football was played. Yeah. And moving into something that we weren't necessarily originally planning to cover or talk about in a super amount of depth, but uh, let's just say things have escalated quickly. Uh, you know, you could insert that gif into this podcast right now. Um, and that's the conference realignment uh, conversation. It sounds like, well, we, we know that um, as of right now, the Board of Regents at the University of Washington is meeting uh, with the likely sign that the University of Washington and athletics programs are going to be headed to the Big Ten, uh, Arizona's board, the Board of Regents that represents both Arizona State and Arizona and the University of Arizona met today. Um, with it sounds for certain like uh, the University of Arizona is going to accept an invite to join the Big Twelve, Arizona State to follow, um, despite some of the hesitancy and reservations from Larry Scott's biggest fan, Michael Crow, um, but. Uh, wanted to have a open the floor for a conversation about where kind of where things are. Um, consolidation is real and, and college football, the college football landscape is, is changing by the minute and, um, and, and is largely going to be unrecognizable from what it has been going forward. But, but certainly we'll just open the floor for, for comments and, and thoughts. Yeah. I, you know, I think uh, it's the, no- first thought is it's a shame you know i mean how many you know over what a hundred years now of 
of this conference, these, these rivalries, um, you know, but I sit here and, you know, we, we're talking about football a lot. Um, there's a lot of Olympic sport athletes that they don't care who they play. They just want a chance. Um, and candidly, they need the funding to do that. And unless we align and get the best deal possible, you know, the what our accomplishments with, with rowing, with crew, with softball, all, all these different things that, uh, you know, we have incredibly strong teams on would suffer. And, yeah, I, I think that's – I hate to say that's a real win, but uh, making sure that those programs are fully funded um, is probably the best outcome in my mind. And then, you know, I'm pouring one out for the Beavs and the Cougs. Um, you know, I, I respect both – both those programs, um, it's it's a shame because they have pretty passionate fan bases. I saw a chart where, you know, kind of Coog TV ratings are better than UCLA's, you know, which I thought was pretty interesting. Um, but they can't escape the fact of their geography um, and, and just being in a super small uh, market. So, you know, it's a, it's a shame for that. But, you know, I'm thankful – Thankful to be a Husky fan, and we're getting an opportunity to to join a world class conference if that's what the outcome is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I said it earlier this week um, that essentially, like, if Washington State University was on, like, in Bellingham or Olympia or Tacoma, there is this, and, and maybe you know, absent Phil Knight, there is a significant argument that could be made that the school going to the big 10 with the university of Washington rather than Oregon is Washington state because of the strength of the Seattle media market. Um, and it is a good program and they do play an entertaining brand of football, but it, you know, unfortunately it's money talks and media rights over everything. Um, I'm a huge fan of all of those sports that you were talking about. Pi God. I, you know, for a long time, certainly like, um, with a group of other hooligans, uh, we're at basically every, Women, you know, women's basketball home game for over a decade. Travel to you know, non-conference tournaments, postseason tournaments. The landscape of those sports, even like revenue sports like men's basketball and women's basketball, is going to be hugely different coming out of football. I'm going to miss the the year in year out games with Oregon State and Oregon and what the pack. I mean, and you know, even playing Arizona and Arizona State, like it's it's what I grew up on as a sports fan, as a college sports fan. Uh, and so it's, I, I think I'm, I would be remiss to say that I'm celebrating this move completely and like, or, or dancing on the grave of the PAC 12. I don't think most of us are doing that. Uh, for, for a lot of us, I think we're all hopeful and excited about the, the near and long-term future of the university of Washington athletic program and the fact that we're going to be included in what will ultimately be one of the two or three remaining super conferences and the positive impact that it has on all of those Olympic sports. But it's a really sad day um, for the sport that we've known and, and the sports that mm -hmm. we've known. Yeah, it, it's definitely bittersweet, uh, you know, but you, you don't want to be left behind and going to the big 10 is, should be the goal for us. But yeah, it is unfortunate, you know, to Pac-12 
those rivalries that we had, especially Washington State. Like, I don't know. Like, do you think we're still going to play them every year? Do they do they want to play us? I, I hope we can work out something like every year. Um, Utah and BYU I did. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. yeah. You know, I was talking to a WSU friend of mine, and they're asking, like, you know, they come to me, like, oh, what's what's going on? So a couple of days ago, I'm like, you know, it looks like we're going, like, UW, going to the Big Ten, you know, so never know. Uh, and, like, uh, WSU going to probably, I don't know, Mountain West or maybe a pack conference or whatever it is made up of. But uh, and and they're like, oh, man, like what's the point for them to for them as WSU to play us? Because I mean, for one, they already lose almost 70% of the time against us as it is. But then like having that gap in revenue and money coming in is huge. So there's going to be an even bigger gap. And like, I don't know if I'd, yep. I'd want to. Like that's a good point. It's I think it in terms of it's in their business interest to continue to play the university of Washington and the revenue generated from that game. Yeah. Yeah. And and I will say in, in terms of how this, I'm not going to say it's the best case scenario for Oregon state and Washington state by any stretch of the imagination, but those programs in the mountain West, yes, they're going to have to cut back from on some of the expenditures because mountain West media revenue is not even close to what the PAC 12 was getting or, would get with the, you know, the, the deal that was put forth by Klyavkov and company. Um, but there is also a much easier road into the CFP. Um, particularly we're going to go from power five down to a power four. Um, and while the playoff is, is remains as currently constructed or as, as constructed starting next year, uh, any, you know, those top six conference champions, or the top six ranked conference champions get an auto bid. And or you can see Oregon State and Washington State in the playoff, one of the two. <laughs> yeah. And that's not a realistic possibility in the pack even in a even in a new even if the the Pac twelve was to resurrect itself and we add San Diego State and Fresno State, you know, a Pac twelve that includes Oregon and Washington, Oregon and Washington are going to dominate just the way it is. Yeah. I, I think is that. Okay. Well, no, I was just going to say, I agree with, you know, kind of what DJ said, just the word bittersweet. Obviously you got a hundred plus years of history kind of going down the drain and then just all, all because of incompetence. Like it wasn't necessarily like, that's kind of what hurts a little bit more too. But um, at this point, you know, writing on the wall. So kind of jump at the opportunity um, to, to get that bag. Um, one thing I say, I'd say that I am looking forward to, it is kind of like, you know, the, the video game in TA 14 where you throw conferences and teams together. So the matchups are going to be super fun, throwback Rose Bowl kind of matchups and things like that that will happen in the regular season. And then uh, depending on how many conference games they the conference kind of wants or mandates, you can always have those home-and-home home scheduled on this side of the Rockies, you know, the limit the flights and things like that. So I think there's always going to be an avenue for our rivals and then, uh, if we if they if the Pac-12 adds teams, we can probably play Pac-12 teams. So that kind of seems like a, a yeah. possibility too. But and I would certainly expect that in basically every sport, uh, we're going to see a lot of the Trojans, yeah. Bruins, and Ducks. Yeah. Period. And then if, particularly if 
I don't think it's necessarily likely. I certainly think that Stanford is much more likely than Cal um, to eventually get into the Big Ten um, because of the draw for them that with their tie to Notre Dame. Um, and you're going to see those teams all the time. And so that's going to mitigate some of the travel for, you know, for the Olympic and non-revenue sports. Um, but, and I certainly think that there will be a lot more regional scheduling, as you were saying, to mitigate some of that flight cost. But there's going to also, you know, it came out in a Dennis Dodd tweet that we're looking for an additional, potentially looking for an additional 10 million to cover, you know, additional travel costs. So, you know, but, but there's definitely some matchups. No, I was going to say one, one kind of, I don't know if it's underrated or one, like what I think is, uh, I'm excited about potentially is, you know, Hood, I know you went to the Michigan game a couple of years ago and were just blown away by the environment. Um, and I think it's fair to say that, you know, there's been a lot of criticism about our own environment. Um, you know, this is, I don't want to say it's an opportunity to up our game, but, you know, I mean, we're going to be inviting some, some, you know, programs with a lot of history, a lot of expectations into the house. And, you know, I think it's going to get fans a little more jazzed up, you know, just maybe just even the newness of it. I think too, we'll totally get better game yeah. time windows. Agree. Yeah, right. Especially, yeah. especially for playing a marquee I, team. There's no way they're going to put you to Michigan at 1030 on East time. Yep. No way. Yeah, you're right there, but I still think we're going to have a fair share of uh, 7.30 home games because I think that's part of the deal. Like, they, uh, the appeal of bringing in some yeah. West Coast teams to have all yeah, those, time those slots. Those likely time slots. Are they going to do that with USC and UCLA? Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, you're right. Michigan, if we play Michigan or Ohio State at home, they're not going to play at 7.30. There's no chance. And just think <laughs> about, obviously, that revenue, too. I mean, you, you, um, you were talking about just the fan experience – I can't. I couldn't imagine just over time. Just obviously with the with the the success of the program and um, just kind of gaining some tenure in this conference, man. I I, I can't imagine what what you know Montlake's going to look like in ten fifteen years, just with the investments that are going to go into all of the athletics. Um, we see, you know, softball is asking for certain things. We see gymnastics is asking for certain are asking for certain things as well. I mean, so that's, that's yeah, what's really that got could, that could student athletes. That could seriously fund the uh, uh, basically remodeling the softball stadium. Oh, oh I thought you were going to say I fund the Mike Hopkins buyout. <laughs> we need that too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think um, <laughs> if Mike Hopkins is here, still here when we get back, when we get ramp up to our full media <laughs> share of Everybody, revenue, uh, Mike, I'm, we, we, the, the, the program is over. The, the most nervous person about a Big Ten, Big Ten expansion is Mike Hopkins because they can afford my buyout. <laughs> <laughs> He's sweating bullets. Uh, yeah. He's like, oh no! Wait, 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 wait! I've got to go play in a. I've got to coach yeah. in an even better league. Oh crap! Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, I mean, uh, looking at, at a different side of things, though, from like the going to the Big Ten, like I hate. I know it's like pretty certain we're going in, but like I still don't want to get too excited. But assume we're going in. You know, yeah, there's Ohio State and Michigan, but look at all those other teams that we can. Should be able to beat yep. eight yep. out of ten times. Indiana, yeah. Illinois, Maryland, Rutgers—like yeah. those should be some 
pretty yeah Purdue most of the years like yeah those should be some pretty easy wins and you know one thing about the Pac-10 or Pac-12 that we've been saying for a few years that on the, at least most people on the West Coast because uh, everyone else wants to talk down in the Pac-12 but it's usually pretty good top to bottom maybe we don't have like a one or two teams and so it's hard to have like a cupcake game but more likely to have a little bit more of those in the Big Ten, so we got to take advantage of those and then just have some of those big, big wins against those big teams, which would be Actually, exciting. That's just football was, too. Uh, scheduling would just yeah, and we just start eating our own, you know. Yeah. Can't yeah. Tell, how many times did we have like top ten, well, top ten teams, and then they'd be away on a Friday night and lose? I mean, yeah. happened to SC, happened to Oregon, happened to us. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's. Speaking back to like Beef 300 or Beef 3000's tweet that we were talking about, like where you're saying that, oh, you know, you're going to go seven and five, like basically assuming that you're going to have to play Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State every year. I'm like, um, have you guys been paying attention? Uh, Ohio State, Ohio State teams that ended up in the playoff or close to it, you know, went to Purdue and lost by 28 points, lost to Iowa, like if they're not infallible, it's not like they just run the table except for. You know, it's not just whoever wins Michigan, Ohio State wins the conference. Granted, that's what it's been for the most part. But it's not that they've been unblemished getting to that point by any stretch of the imagination. And certainly, if, if an SC in Oregon or a Washington is on their schedule, that's a game that they're going to need to I'd, I'd toss Wisconsin for. in there, too. And and uh, if they didn't toss in Luke Fickle, I would feel a little more confident there. But I, I think Wisconsin's yep. going to be pretty solid, too. Nebraska, maybe with Rule in there. Um, kind of ups the level of that uh, that floor for their yep. conference too. So we're gonna have some throwback nineties matchups, man. Oh, this row the row the boat. Yeah, Iowa, and I mean, and I, I forgot about. I'm not sure how. I, I don't know how Gophers have arms long enough to to reach the oars, but. Uh-uh. UDU UDUP. Hooligan, are you gonna shout out uh, the Big Ten's John Donovan and uh, OC Ferenc at Iowa? <laughs> Brian Ferenc. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was, in fact, shouts out, uh, shouts to uh, uh, some of my uh, national GC buddies, uh, Hawk Guy Matt, uh, Hawk Chick. Um, yeah, um, I, I'm hopeful that you guys get a uh, a better <laughs> offense in there. Uh, having experienced John Donovan, uh, you're in my prayers. <laughs> hey, but in the world though, like Iowa, it's fun. And, it's fun to make fun of them, but like. Their atmosphere at their stadium, at least what it looks like, looks like better than 90% of yeah. the Pac-12 schools. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's how it is at Wisconsin, it's, too, and then obviously the, the Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State, too. Yeah, I need to get work on that, on do more meme create more meme and GIF creation because it's going to be like, hi, nice to meet you. I'm UW. Wisconsin's going to be like, yeah, we're already yeah. here. <laughs> oh, that guy yeah. tweeted at me uh, this oh, week. Hi, we're the Huskies. Then? Wait, did yeah. you say Huskers? No, yeah. I said Huskies, the dog, <laughs> not the <laughs> – not not working with ears of corn. Yeah, get some Highlander memes. You know, there can be only one. <laughs> we forgot about we forgot about yep. uh, Michigan State. We, yeah, we, we cooking them. Did you see? I yeah. watched them. Uh, I watched them so go into their new you chicken. Their their new. Uh, they just got a new locker oh, yeah. room or something. Did you guys see that? Yeah. Uh-huh. They could change their their cleats and still get smacked. That's, yeah, who's exactly. LED lights. Somebody comes basically said, "Oh yeah, it'll be great when you guys come in after game after we whoop you." 
they gonna have to get used to it. We're yeah, gonna do them at home them. too. They gonna be, they better yeah. get used to it. Yeah, I'm looking for. I'm going to that game. It, it, I don't know if anybody else is, but that's. Uh... Uh, are you going to the Seahawks game too? Yeah, yeah doubleheader, baby. Ah, so jealous. So jealous. I nice. definitely have a awesome. different level of confidence in that game this year than I did last year. The well, last year, I'm still oh, pretty yeah. sure yeah. we're going to win, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, what I, I heard. Say what I that's mean. my question. How many Big Twelve, Big Ten teams have grass? That's uh, <laughs> a lot. I heard Coker talking yeah. about that on his oh, podcast. Want to just finish up the the realignment conversation? Certainly, some intriguing matchups. But uh, anybody else have any thoughts or things that they'd like to 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 say about the realignment? And... I'll go. I kind of didn't get it. Yeah, go so, for it. Uh, you know, like 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 everybody, you know, it's like the ideal situation would be to keep the Pac-12 together with the LA schools, but I mean, unfortunately, they kind of like oh. made the first move. And Acting in their own self-interest and not considering either. everyone else. That's so completely unlike the L.A. schools. <laughs> that, that's not L.A. at all. <laughs> you know, but, you know, then you start thinking about the, the Big Ten and basically it aligns with us academically. Not to talk academic yeah. smack, but it does. And, you know, and that we have to think that our president board of regents, I mean, that's main, one of their main priorities us as athletics fans want us to be in the best league possible too. But I mean, it's a good thing that these two things, you know, kind of, kind of meet up right now. And the other thing too, is, is that uh, one thing that Coker has been pointing out is how good the uh, sec softball teams have gotten since they've signed that TV deal, you know? And so you start to think about how that, that TV money start will funnel into our, um, our Olympic sports, just the same thing, you know, Kind of following on what Pi God said, it's it it's really important for you to have athletics to be aligned in a conference with the good deal that's run competently. And unfortunately, the presidents of the Pac-12 University are just as much as fault as Larry Scott. But then keep and he obviously didn't know what he was doing. He should have been fired the minute they didn't get the direct okay. TV deal signed. Because that was the one thing he was brought in to do. And then it was just excessive spending and just, you know, selling basically the conference out and letting ESPN and Fox dictate when the country saw Pac-12 football. football. And I I will always die on the hill of they marginalized us by putting us on it. Uh, Kickoffs. um, And hopefully that could change with the Big Ten as long as they're not looking to fill <laughs> that 11 o'clock. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I think spot. we're going to see a lot more games where we're going to have to get up and get yeah. after it because we may kick off at nine o'clock. I mean, I, I you know, I, I've talked about that before where I love being a college football fan on it's the West best. Coast because you can wake up game days, you know, college game day or the the Fox kick big. What is it? Big, big kickoff or kickoff around. Yeah. Um, Whatever we need to we need to learn these things uh, to Big Ten fans uh, help us because we're, we're not used to <laughs> Fox programming as a, as much out kickoff. here. Big noon kickoff, but uh, you know what you know that watch that while making breakfast, having some coffee, and watch the you know hour and a half or two hours of a game before we have a before heading over to the stadium for a home game. 
Um, I've got no issues watching a, a road game at nine o'clock in the morning. As long as we don't have any home games at nine, which I doubt we would, but that would that would be rough. Uh, I, <laughs> and, and I know you don't want to see me that early in the morning. Yeah, I promise. Two yeah. things though, like because you're mentioning uh, Larry Scott and then uh, also uh, Mama Gemma and uh, Michael Crow. But no, also I talk. We're talking about the LA schools too and how they think for themselves. Just think of the what ifs, what was it, like 10, 12 years ago when we almost had Oklahoma and Texas in the Pac-12 and Larry Scott. And then what I've heard, used to, uh, not used to that, but USC that also did not want Texas or some Oklahoma in there either. Like they played a big part in that too. So fuck those guys. And that would be a whole different story if those schools came in the Pac-12 and we would still be a conference. Well, and the... The other pieces of that are uh, going further back into the, the list of Washington grievances. USC and UCLA are the reasons that Washington yeah. got sanctioned for shit that they that even they were doing in the early nineties. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, don't get me started on that, man. A year ago, <laughs> when the Big Twelve came to the Pac twelve and said, "Hey, after Texas and Oklahoma, or two, I guess it was two years ago, after Texas and Oklahoma left." The Big 12 or, or four of their schools were lobbying the Pac-12 for admittance. And the schools that said no, I mean, granted, some of this in terms of shooting your, themselves in the foot was the Bay Area schools. But the primary leaders of saying no to Oklahoma State, uh, as well as a merger with the Big 12, was the L.A. schools. The reason the Pac-12 is dead resides in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. So, Man, Carol Fult, USC Press. Well, and not to mention the the that they've been lobbying in typical chicken shit Trojan fashion in in back alleys and back rooms to say no, we don't want Oregon and Washington in our that's conference. A, fuck that. Fuck SC. Let's go kick uh, their know. ass. Yeah, they're so annoying, and we're we're gonna be stuck with them forever. Renewed, renewed rap. Yeah, renewed rap, baby. Yeah. Uh, baby, yeah, that's gonna so make me actually root for Notre Dame occasionally, and that's just wrong. Uh, I don't know. I know we probably should be wrapping this up, but one one question for everyone, at least that I got. Uh, so, if Big Ten expands, which sounds like it's going to happen, there's like basically three scenarios where it's UW and Oregon, which sounds like it's a likely one. There's UW and Stanford, less likely, or UW, Stanford, Cal. So UW, Oregon, Stanford, and Cal. Which of the three, if you like had a hypothetical, would you want to happen? I'd want all four. four. I yeah, would want all four. Yeah, yeah. I think the reality is obviously, obviously reality is different, but like if you had a choice, so you both would say four. And I mean, that thing I kind of just sent in our happy hour chat too. Like if you add Cal and Stanford to that, like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the issue where we're going to run into an issue, and, and one of the rumors that I've seen is that there's a couple of things where. We may come in at a straight-ahead initial media share in the low 30s, or to cover some of the travel cost, we may borrow against essentially a couple years of our full share of when we get to full share um, to pay that back essentially, so that our initial come in is at about four is in is closer to 40. That said, um, part of the you know it's you know the issue is where does the money come from? Because the schools on the lower end of the big 10 aren't necessarily going to want to decrease their share of the pie. 
schools at the top end aren't going to really, I mean, they don't want to decrease their share either, but Michigan and Ohio State, it's like eh, a couple million here or there. Like, we don't really give a shit. We're going to yeah. make it anyway. Um, where the bigger deficit happens and where I don't see Stanford and Cal is a reasonable, well, Stanford, because of the endowment, is a possibility. Cal, because of what they don't bring in terms of media revenue, because the Bay, the Bay Area just doesn't care about Stanford and Cal football, hence why you know, Dennis DeYoung has been, you know, is KIA or, or, or MIA <laughs> looking for the one Stanford fan. Um, they have a much larger deficit to make up. They're looking at a deficit more in the align with what we would get from the Apple TV deal of 20 million with not a chance in hell of the escalators. Yeah. I mean that, what was your guys' initial reaction to that Apple, that, deal i mean it's like it's dead on arrival and they're saying they're, they're rejecting us to, to go in at a at a share of like you know 35 to 40 million i mean it's like 15 to 20 million more than the apple deal at a full share i mean it was like it was like once once the la schools were gone the pac-12 mm-hmm. lost all leverage yeah I, I i wish i could have been a fly on the wall in that room when he threw what whatever you know, reportedly the $20 million number <laughs> streaming only up and just like watched everyone just like, you know, push, push back well, from the conference table and, and pack up and go. Well, and not only that, they turned down a deal last year where uh, at the initial part of the negotiation, or at least what I've seen is that the, that a deal was turned down that matched what the big 12 got. Oh, the, well, but the 36, 31, the 31, I, 31, I have no 31. Idea. yeah, like we could be sitting, oh, go ahead, like we could be sitting here with Colorado still on the conference looking to expand on at a parity and probably looking to raid the big 12 as opposed to the other way around. But again, self-inflicted wounds like the Pac-12 is essentially committed to. Well, I, I, yeah, it's I was going to say, I have no idea no, why we didn't accept that offer. But Mike, if I have any guess, I would guess that UW and Oregon had a say as to why they didn't accept it because they didn't want to commit long term to the pack when it's un- with all the uncertainty. But no, that's not the case. I think it was no. It was more a matter of uh, they turned down a good deal, thinking they'd get mm. a better one. And granted, there are certain you know it's self inflicted wounds, but it's also the economy and fluctuations in the economy with inflation and global instability has been just an absolute shit show. And it's part of it is that the PAC 12 is coming to market at the absolute wrong time to be pursuing a media rights deal. Yeah. It's like, we're talk- they don't have that. Disney's mm-hmm. basically imploding ESPN. And ESPN so used to be their cash cow. No money yep. coming from them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nobody really. ESPN talk- is totally shifting their strategy. Nobody's really talking about Utah. Like they're just really out to dry too. They're not. You you win the conference and you don't get rewarded for it. <laughs> They'll be in the Big 12. But they are lobbying the Big 10. So keep an eye on the youths. I don't think it's going to be successful, but they're trying. They're giving it the old college try. I just want to see the comedy of them going into the Big 12 with BYU. <laughs> that would be funny. Or will be. into our main topic for the evening or, or secondary main topic given the realignment fun uh, in the words of the legend John Belushi 
food fight. Um, we're going to talk about best tailgate foods and beverages. Um, this is a little bit of a new format for us, but something that we're going to do a little bit more often, uh, not just necessarily confined to, to football related food. Um, but, uh, but by God, uh, we'll let you start. What, what would your choices be, uh, for the best tailgate foods and beverages? All right. Well, first off, I'm just going to go there. And it's it's not anything related to lemon desserts, so we're just gonna we're gonna cancel that right now. Um, yeah. So listen, man. I so Duck Zone five hundred three. Shout out. I, I have some quotes. So, all right. So he he he. You know, last year he goes. We are tailgating in a different spot for more room. Man, I love the room out here. There's literally nobody else around there. During the whole tailgate, you know, the camera pans, there's literally not another soul wherever the hell they're at. He goes, my boy Nick here is his first duck game. Listen, that's code for I couldn't get anybody else to go with me, so I gave him my extra ticket. So a couple cooking them dogs, cooking them dogs. And then opens his cooler. We got our Japanese whiskey here. Some water and some Jameson. <laughs> uh, and then, <laughs> then he goes into his trunk. <laughs> and he goes, hey, we got some chips and salsa. And then he goes, crackers and chips. <laughs> crackers and <laughs> I did not expect that. And then it wraps that. up with um, almost almost hot dog time. Got some chips and sauces over here. Yes, sir. All right, finished product. We cooked the dogs. <laughs> and the finished product were those two sad hot dogs. This gets under what not to do. Bro, didn't he have a grill? Yeah. Oh. Bro, that's I mean, it, it is crazy. <laughs> so anyway, so just so my 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 take on tailgate food, um, I got three three big things. So number one, nothing can require utensils. So you know, tailgates all involve one hand being occupied by a drink, potentially the other hand being occupied by either food. Or playing a game. Um, so, you know, when you think about, you know, just different, you know, either dogs, wings, sliders, street tacos, pork belly candy is a personal favorite of mine. Um, that's a that that's an elite dish. Um, you know, I did bring a a prop. You know, you got to have hand pies. You can't do the full pie. Because that requires a fork, so you have a hand pie that, that you can eat. My wife makes some some amazing pie blueberry. Only, only hand requires pies. utensils if you're fancy. Well, right. So and and it's the opposite of, of, of fancy. And like from from a drink standpoint, yeah, there's always a collection of beers. But I gotta I want to shout out um, Joshua Tufts and his tailgate. 
So uh, if you've ever gone, his tailgate is built around a bar that looks like, if you've ever seen that movie Cocktail, when Tom Cruise and Brian Brown get recruited to this, this themed bar called the Cell Block. So it's this, you know, the, the, their little bar area is just literally surrounded by all the people trying to get drinks. That's that's the, they created a hub and, you know, he is, he is slinging cocktails the entire time the dude doesn't stop um and and that is yeah, yeah, yeah that is that. the the elite way to, to to run a tailgate um you know so <laughs> what's that it's it's <laughs> south south side south side of the uh what is that the e16 i gotta make i gotta see what's up with that yeah yeah for real yeah. what <laughs> Damn, Pi, Pi God, you get the trophy, man. Like, you got this whole, he had props. He had, he was waiting nine months to expose this for you down in the yeah. Oregon land. Like, I got to jump. Oh, got ahead, all laid out. Uh, but, yeah, but an elite elite Seattle dog and some queso dip and some some uh, some cocktail wieners. And and a hand pie. Yeah. And pie I, I do have to, to, to mention the contributions from the audience. We we did run a poll and uh, uh, asked for some feedback and, and got some good responses. Uh, our buddy Trevor M- um, Muller over from the the Fourth and Inches Pod uh, called himself a basic be a hot dog and vitamin R, which I can certainly support. Uh, although I think hopefully not quite as basic as Duck Zone's <laughs> hot dogs. We're hoping. Um, uh, uh, Bronwyn Wersh uh, chimed in with the dog juice uh, at Doc underscore Poppy underscore twenty one said broth and bush light or cream or cream cheese hot dog. Uh, but buddy uh, Bama Willow six from uh, one of the national GCs uh, is a big boiled boiled peanuts uh, with a bourbon and Coke zero uh, and then MH Coke or not Coke greater than Pepsi uh, chimed in with roast duck uh, for the Oregon game and, and that was something that was also espoused I believe by by our buddy U Dub Bolt. Um, for, we did also run a quick Twitter poll, uh, or, or not actually a, a Twitter poll, a, a poll on our Spotify for our Spotify listeners, um, and had a tie between Rainier and local craft slash microbrew as the best tailgate beverage. So yeah, Hood, what about you? What do you think, uh, best tailgate foods and beverages? Man, I'll say mine. Um, so like we were me and Pike, I were talking about just uh, Atlanta, man. When I was down in Atlanta for the Georgia and North Carolina game, just I didn't have tickets to the game, but I was around it. Um, I ran into a guy with a smoker, so I'll just say anything barbecue. Uh, we had he had brisket, sausage links, pulled sandwiches, just anything barbecue. And like Pike, I was saying, it's still a one hander, so you don't have to have two of them. Um, and then the drink, I mean, I think everybody's vitamin R on that, but. Uh, I'm glad you mentioned um, uh, Bronwyn's drink. Yeah, she just said dog juice. Dog juice is that what she calls it? Oh my! Oh my! We I think we need to find out during tailgate season this year. She got to tell us. Yeah. Oh my! It's really. It's really. You know know they'll definitely be there. Oh. Y'all gonna have to leave my tailgates to go to these (laughs) other tailgates to check them out. Your friend group. (laughs) <laughs> I had like four, five, seven, seven. Yeah, yeah, Mamma Jamma, what do you think, man? Oh well, I don't know. I like I, I like the traditional stuff: burger, dogs, 
like a good a good grade hot dog, not like ballpark yep. or whatever. I'm like kielbasa or something like that. Or, um, but I would like to, you know, there are some really elite fishermen out here that can smoke the hell out of some salmon. So I would do a Pacific Northwest twist on that. I bet that there are some tailgates at UW that have some awesome uh, fish, like smoked salmon and stuff like that. That's and a I, great call. Yeah, and uh, a buddy of mine at one of his tailgates, they make Philly cheesesteaks and Cubano sandwiches. And and I'm a, I'm a very... Preach. At a tailgate, oh, know, by the way, in that bowl, like we... fancy beer, I'm a basic beer guy. You give me my meal light, give me my Coors light, give me my vitamin R. That's the way to go. Yes, yes. It's all right. Just give me a light beer, and I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Was White Claw an option? I see too okay. many white claws on tailgate. Damn, I didn't even see the pole. What I the hell? Many... Uh, I see too many white claws at tailgates for it to be zero percent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. White claws not are wrong. people who don't want to admit that they're drinking the white claw. I'll sneak one in every once in a while. I'm not afraid to admit it. Same. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you've been drinking a lot of beer. You just want something light, you know? Okay, so now it's back. Anyway, so yes, the boozy hot chocolate. Um, but uh, DJ, I don't think we talked about any of your favorites. Actually, can, I, can I do one thing on the boozy hot chocolate? Yeah, go for it, Mama When I was, when yeah, I was an ahead. undergrad, I still have the cup. I got this at a game. It's got the uh, 981 oh, National nice. Champions. In That's there. fire. So nice. I used to get this filled up with hot chocolate, and then I smuggled rumple mitts in. Ooh, that'll work. Some <laughs> nice little peppermint hot chocolate to, for those uh, cold November games. Yeah, that's nice. I'll have to mix that up instead of my uh, my boozy uh, Irish cream hot chocolate. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> good. That's a good shout for sure. <laughs> so yeah, DJ. All right, uh, yeah. Yeah, so uh, I'm not I'm not as bougie as some of y'all with like the in a good way. I'm saying like I'm not trying to diss anyone, but like when it comes to tailgates, because I didn't grow up tailgating. Like my I went to games with my dad, and we just would go to games. I didn't start tailgating until like I was in going to school. Uh, so probably only been doing it for like ten years or so. But honestly, all I need is some drinks and just. Some good time, like game, like some games to play, or like people to hang out with and talk with. Cause yeah, give me some either White Claw or like light beers. Cause I'll be drinking a lot, and so like if it's heavier beers, it'll just be filling up too much. And or yeah, just like some some liquor, you know, especially some liquor to sneak into the game and pour into some some devices to bring into the game. I need that. Uh, and so, but yeah, a bonus is like, yeah, a good barbecue. Mm-hmm. I love a good barbecue, like type, type food, uh, whatever it is, like what, what hood was saying. Um, but I mean, honestly, a lot of times just eat ahead of time and then <laughs> I'm not really too worried about eating as much, uh, while I'm there, but it is a bonus when I do have that. Cause it helps with things. So, uh, yeah, not, not as picky, 
with some some things with that. I love showing up to a tailgate and then they end up hike and somebody's really got skills with some, with barbecue at the tailgate next door and they're willing to share because they're they're already tipsy. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, I was going to bring, bring that up for the Michigan State game. Yeah. Uh, the guy next to Tugs, they yep. came in from Moses Lake. It, they were like uh, they're like skewers. Yep, or was they it, were he delicious. Said it was like some Hawaiian recipe or something like that, but it was amazing. And shout out to Moses Lake. I've got some family. They're cougs over there, but that that wasn't my family. I'm saying I've got some family that are cougs over in Moses Lake. <laughs> and as Pi God said, which I I think is a genius thought, which I didn't think of. You can eat those skewers with one hand and have a drink mm. in the other hand. <laughs> Yeah, I think the consensus right. on consensus on vitamin R is crazy. Like it's just like it's like the pageantry of the event at this point. Like nobody said Paps. Is Paps in there? <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure no. we're gonna we're gonna that's hit some, some tailgates in Big Ten country system. where it is Paps. <laughs> yeah, yeah it might be or slits. What did Michigan have? Um, it was a lot of like white claw. For <laughs> 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 the losers, who like, drinks like that? White <laughs> like white claw, and then some <laughs> random like beers. Like they, when we were walking uh, from like some of the bars to the stadium, it was a pretty decent walk, and we would stop at uh, in you know their Greek row and stuff like that, and they would give us stuff, and it was like Paps and white claws. Chuck, this was okay. Yeah, you know, but probably some lining kugels yeah. in Minnesota. I- Mm. Oh yeah, <laughs> and grain belt, grain belt premiums. That's a big, that's a big Minnesota drink. Yeah, what? yeah, and, and I love meeting like uh like other people and other tailgates. Like kind of someone said like, oh, come have some have our food or have some of our drinks. Like I love just doing that, just congregating over somewhere else and stuff like that. Because the tailgate I go to, like we used to have prior to COVID. I don't know if I've talked about it on the pod. Uh, it was a octobong. It was like a eight beer bongs, and like all around. And like people would walk by, like, "Hey, come on!" Woo. And everyone would do it. And a yeah, part we don't we don't really I do that don't, much I don't anymore. Part but, part but I'm too old for that shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was over there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I cooked y'all in some games too. <laughs> yeah, you did. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, have we missed anything in terms of great tailgate foods and beverages? High God's wrong. Lemon desserts well, are fire. Yes. Th- that will be a longer conversation on a future episode that includes our buddy J-Cap. Uh, we, we certainly also <laughs> will continue to work to recruit uh, our buddy UWA in, into some of these food fight conversations. Uh, but yes, Pie God, you're wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I got I got notes. I got notes. Got receipts. I'm, I'm <laughs> gonna get eviscerated like ducks on the on the next episode. <laughs> I don't know hot takes, man. I gotta find one. I'll find one. Uh, <laughs> let, let me let me say there's one thing that that really makes a good tailgate is you gotta have a good grill man for sure. Yeah, a grilled person That's or whatever. Great. But if you got yeah. somebody who knows how to work the grill and just like seasoned meat and all that stuff, I mean, you're gold. And there are some people that can do it really, really well. It's like an yeah, awesome. well, and it's it, it's not just the 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 grilling. It's if you have a good prep person, 
Meaning, yep. you know, you you've prepped for this tailgate for the past five days. Like you you came home from the previous tailgate, cleaned your stuff, and started prepping for the next. One. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's why. Tailgate God is bless all of you that are like that. Mine wasn't even here. That's why I was like, mine was in Georgia. I experienced some good food for sure. All that barbecue. I've heard some stories of guys that are just were like really seriously super super serious about it. They would be like oh, marinating yeah. meats the night before, everything like that. You know, would get would get into the parking lot at like six AM mm-hmm. for a noon game or something like that mm-hmm. and then just be going. You got to think with the elevation of, you know, our, the sport, obviously, you know, with the Big Ten, it's going to start trickling into the culture in Washington real fast. So, well, the I mean, we, we've always had a good tailgate culture at UW. It's just going to be re- I think it's going to be a really interesting aspect of getting to experience that at, at some of the rest of the Big Ten. It's going to be fun. Well, it'd be good for the administrators to experience that so they can some of the administrators. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So they can <laughs> kind of try to open it up more at UW. Mm-hmm. But nowhere else in the Big Ten can you sailgate, so we got that going for us, which That's is true. nice. Yeah. All right, I think that uh, about calls that we've we've definitely run into some technical difficulties this evening. Thanks for listening, Go Dogs. Big things are happening, um, but we'll be back soon. We've got to do uh, our diagnostication. Um, bring back and bringing back our prodigal buddy, uh, prodigal, not son, but prodigal f- friend DP. Uh, we'll be back soon. We'll, we'll certainly talk a little bit about what we're hearing at a fall camp and be back soon and uh, ramp up into the season. Go dogs. Go dogs. Go dogs. Go dogs. It's big hood now. You can support this podcast at podcasters.spotify.com slash pod slash show slash sound the siren pod uw slash support. Thanks. Go dogs.